to the TFT podcast, These Fucking Teenagers. Uh, as always, I am Ryan Shilley, and uh, I'm, with, I'm joined by Matt Rather. Uh, I think, and- as always, I say it too. I think it's a silly thing to say, right? Like, that is to say, there's no question of you're always being Ryan, and I, I'm always I, being Matt. But I, I, That's right. We're always already Matt and Ryan. <laughs> um, and, and we are always already talking about Gossip Girl <laughs> Season 6. It is, it's... It's it's Gossip Girl New Year, Matt. <laughs> happy Happy New Year! I wish you were here to kiss. Yeah, next year, next year in the upper, and next year in the Upper East Side. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's, no, it's, Ryan, that's sad. I'm sad. What you just said made me a little a little sad because there will be no next year. There will be no Upper East Side because the world is ending. It's 2012. The world is ending. <laughs> um, and and g- this is the last se- sixth and final season of Gossip Girl. Do you think they'll Gossip Girl the <laughs> ending of this, uh, the series and they'll actually be like, oh, just kidding. Six more seasons. That would be great. Um, <laughs> that would be because- pretty funny. Or if the last thing, the last shot is like, you know, Kristen Bell sitting at a, a cafe table, you know, like uh, in the spring, right? Like sitting there you know, I don't know, typing on her pink laptop. So I guess we've actually seen the real Gossip Girl now, huh? You mean that that blurry photograph uh, uh, from the the, the security uh, fo- footage? That is the that is the very one. Or do you think that was her? That was her girl with the dragon tattoo esque. Uh, like minion, right? Like she hires. Hard to say. Um, I mean, they, they, there's a lot that that doesn't give us a lot to work with. She um, hires Rooney Mara to you know go get her nipple pierced and and uh, right start start uh, and break into to Serena's. Yeah, or that was that that like shadowy like uh, oldest established permanent floating brothel in New York, right? right. Um, oldest established so- oldest profession. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think we'll see. I mean, I think that the point is, though, it's. I, I guess all will, all will be revealed this year, uh, and and so we're we're back to really, you know, again, this is we won't we won't have another uh, opportunity for for this, and and as we've discussed quite a lot on this show, that Gossip Girl is the is the reason that we're here, um, and and we've created other reasons. You know, there's uh, the the. Uh, the whole the pantheon of TFT shows has expanded uh, over the the course of the now th- of the three years that we've been doing this uh, this podcast. Uh, but this is still really the core the core text, and right. so we're going to uh, return return to it now uh, after our uh, our summer school our our traditional British uh, summer school our summer school on the other side of the Atlantic semester uh, abroad our, our semester abroad uh, our gap year. <laughs> uh, and 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 are back uh really uh focusing on on this show and then as we go through um through the year we'll we'll probably 
be doing um, Gossip Girl episodes uh, or TFT episodes focusing on Gossip Girl probably about every other week. Um, and then in between, we'll try to fill in with uh, with other shows, uh, whether this is um, about the uh, interrogating this, this concept of the pure teen soap opera and going into various directions of the, the history of the form uh, or other or other projects uh, and and properties as they as they come across oh, our, very, our desks. Very, very interesting. Um, Fiona has started watching uh, Freaks and Geeks. And I've, I've watched Freaks and Geeks through a couple of times. I'm not watching it with her uh, in, in this go-round. I mean, if you have a girlfriend that you live with, you need separate Netflix shows as well as the Netflix shows you watch together. Because Freaks and Geeks is on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching it instantly. It's, it's, uh, I guess it came on, yeah, it came on, it came on lately, right? But like, it's super tactical, um, you know, relationship advice. And that's really what you can expect from the TFT podcast is like the, you know, the nuts and bolts of like cohabiting, right? Yeah, with, exactly. with a loved one. Um, yeah, that and that and, and and just some basic um, getting things done, getting things done type tips. Uh, that's really what this podcast is about. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Pro- your personal productivity and tech, tech blogging. Also, you know, we're going to talk about the iPhone five a lot on this. Oh yeah, uh, exactly. On this well, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because I actually watched uh, season six, episode two uh, of uh, of Gossip Girl. On my iPhone five uh, through the new CW app, <laughs> and so that it, and it, you know the I, I was able to watch the forty five minutes of of Gossip Girl in a span of about an hour and a half. <laughs> um, uh, that that uh, and and now I know all about all of the other properties on the CW that are all you know since since I like Gossip Girl, I'm also very excited for Beauty and the Beast and the Vampire Diaries. And- well, uh, Vampire Diaries, it's not a TFT worthy show, but Vampire Diaries is it's another show that Fiona and I watch. But you see, we watch it together, so you can never watch ahead. You have to like the other person uh, by introducing Introducing that dependency into television watching, it can be very frustrating, which is why both members of a couple need their own shows as well as shows that you watch together. But Vampire Diaries is a very good soap, uh, but it's not a TFT. It's not a TFT worthy soap. But Ryan, I'll bet I'll bet from that, you know, uh, 45 minutes of, of uh, demographically uh, ill fitting commercials that you were subjected to. I mean, I'll bet, you know, like all kinds of like face creams and zit remedies and things like well, that. Well, this is the interesting thing is that the. Um, that's what I kind of thought the CW app would be, but it's it's just it's almost entirely uh, CW ads. Wow! And so I, I don't understand exactly what it's doing um, in, it, strategically because it, it's an I, end runner. No, if they can sell that, I mean that's like you know that's that's inventory that's unsold inventory. You know they only put that there if they could get money from someone else for putting ads on a show like that. They they would exactly so. exactly. So that was that was interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean I think that and in terms of of the actual. Um, of what we saw there, right? So we're there's. I think there's a lot that's going on already, and you know, just picking up where we left off at the uh, end of season five sure. is that we kind of had a almost Serena back- dies. Get- Serena dies on a train. Serena dies on a train, and oh no, she doesn't. Um, and uh, and and well, and it even says like you know, it's a it starts. Um, it, it, that season ends where the whole series starts at Grand Central, right? And and on the on the Metro North uh, on on a Metro North train, I sure. believe. Um, and so and the idea, I mean, we talked a little bit about it. Sort of promised a return to form, right? 
Like right. that was the kind of the implicit promise for the last season, kind yeah. of teeing up the last season. That- and I and I think very interestingly that both of the the two episodes of this season, um, the the opening uh, sequences have both started uh, in bed, um, <laughs> and you know the first was uh, a a a fun uh, kind of return to form that was an intercut uh, scene of um, Blair and Chuck doing it in which the sound um, of like either the things they were saying uh, as, as pillow talk crossed over into the visuals of other characters right. or vice versa. Right. And it was a very nice, um, you know, stab- it, was, it was, it was fun. It was, and it was, it was really good. And then even there was a lot of, as, as in the, um, season five finale there's a lot of these you know meta commentary where even gossip girl says you know it's fall and i have a feeling that this might be my last season yeah um and uh and, and so you know there that you know it, yeah in some ways again this is why this season of gossip girl is is different from all other seasons of gossip girl um and and i think that at the uh, and so so you know the first episode is is all really a lot of setting up the new alignments and and um, you know one of the things that uh, occasional uh, adjunct adjunct faculty member uh, Cognac uh, said and, and I were saying as we were uh, watching uh, these episodes uh, is we, we started to, to come up with some of the laws the laws of Gossip Girl oh and one that's of, interesting. One of, one of the laws of Gossip Girl is um, any new any new character is either irrelevant or evil, um, and and so we have several new characters, um, and they are uh, almost certainly or or I guess or both, um, and I you know we we have now uh, new new romantic interests for. Um, uh, for both Serena uh, in this guy, this vague, wealthy vitamin producer yeah, guy. Vitamin, who give- that uh, That's an interesting, right? That's an interesting thing, isn't it? Right? Like, yeah, well, well, so, we can well, talk. Well, I, I, I want to, sorry, I don't want to push you off your groove, but let's, I just no, want to no. stick a pin in the idea of, of vitamins, right? Sure. Of, uh, of vitamins. But, but then also a new love interest for Nate yes. in the form of this, uh, you know this journalism. what uh, journalism student or is she uh, right. who turns out to be uh, Vitaman's seventeen-year-old uh, daughter. daughter. Right. right. Well, I, I love I love when uh, she first appeared because it, it also cemented um, uh, one of the other laws of Gossip Girl, uh, which is you know she showed up uh, to interview Nate uh, in, in like leopard print short shorts. Um, and it's, it's kind of the, you know, there is definitely some Chekhov's sexual tension, you know, that, that short sure. shorts, you know, short shorts. And right. you, uh, don't, you don't hang a pair of hot pants over the fireplace <laughs> in act one. Unless they get fired in, uh, <laughs> fired in act three. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. So, um, yeah. So, and I, but I think that. So, so it really is setting up new pieces, right? It's either new configurations of old pieces, um, whether that is, um, you know, Bart, Bart and Lily are now back together. Rufus has sh- shacked up with Ivy, um, right? And and, and provided uh, us provided us all with something that we can't unsee. 
Yeah, exactly. The the two the 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 two hit headed. They, they 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 made the naked mole rat with two backs. Under an it was yeah, it was it was a little cringe inducing. And to think, like I think of that that loft as a sacred space because it is the site of OM three. You know. Yeah, exactly. And to think that it's been desecrated by the uh, the Chufus uh, pairing. You know. Chufus. <laughs> that's a that's a quite good one, right? So, but again, so what we've been doing is is really like thinking about all of the various permutations of of relationships um, that can be um, that can be lined up, and so and in order to to really play those out, uh, you know, and it, we also have um, Chuck and this um, this uh, woman from the UAE who had uh, well, first was a business or translator for Bart Bass, and then we learn that she um, that they had a a, a weekend fling, um, and and you know is also around. Everyone is around both for their role in the sexual intrigue and for the information that they provide, right? And so there was so the first. Uh, uh, episode is mostly setting up these dominoes and is about i think you know that you know is, is that even even as you know it's again about the impossibility of escape that you know in in you know in uh serena goes off the grid so to uh so to speak and yet um by the end of the episode it is back to new york well it's is- back to new york and the the party but it's I, yeah i mean i was thinking about it like in terms of the formal construction in the episode because like the party that is the i guess what the kind of centerpiece of the episode that is this sort of uh locus towards which all the characters are tending right in the in the uh in the course of their various uh story arcs right is is a party for someone else Right. It's no um, it, it and it's actually kind of a throwaway. We never meet the the lovely grooms, you know, we see them are, very briefly yeah, in their matching hats. Right. Who are getting married to one another. Right. It's it, it's almost like, uh, you know, no matter no matter uh, where you go, there you are. Um, right. <laughs> and, right. But it, it also right. Like I I'm thinking now of of. Blair's and uh, re-encountering Nellie Yuki in the final, um, in, in, not final, in the second, the final one that we are considering today, but the the second episode uh, of the season, right? Like, and a, a lot is made of the fact that Blair has been unable to leave this sort of high school mentality behind, which is a, it's a bit of a gossip girl, right? Because like they're gossip girling it because um, like she's learned this lesson over over and over and over and over. Over. Um, and you can't do a, uh, it, you know, you can't do a, a highly serialized show um, like that. You know, eventually Mulder and Scully have to fuck, and and once once they have, they can't they can't unfuck, right? Like the the, uh, but it seems like Blair kind of goes back to high school um, with each iteration of her kind of reinventing herself as a as a, a businesswoman. Um, yeah, I I think that that's right. And I think did that you know Did you know Nellie Yuki at college? Or was she after your time? Um, the, yeah, you know, I think I know some people. Yeah, she was like a she would have been what class of uh, 
Well, she graduated I, early. I, I she, had her. She was, she was in. Uh, she, you know, I graded her papers in my politics of one of my politics of Africa classes right. uh, that I that I was a grader for which I was a grader uh, as a, as a graduate student. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, she really she really understood. Uh, she wrote a great paper on the uh, connection between uh, the free press uh, and expression of civil society and emerging democracies, <laughs> um, which is what she's all about. Right? Is is about this? I mean, it's very interesting. Um, we, I think we should also put a pin in um uh the smart losers right um oh yeah yeah that was that was something that was very that was very interesting to me i mean it's like the role of college it's not it's consistent with the with the ethos of the show with all the characters in the show kind of washing out of college uh the idea of college kind of being being a uh a place where the dominant paradigm uh, the dominant social paradigm is challenged, right? The social paradigm of high school, of the kind of the cliquishness and the the hierarchical hierarchical models, and and moving to a more like uh, uh, multi uh, focal, you know, um, centers of power. Uh, yeah. You, you, so that there's kind of room for more than one more than one hierarchy or sort of overlapping. Uh, overlapping circles of concern, which is more that's more of a um, uh, Friday Night Lights model of high school, right, than a Gossip right. Girl model of high, high school, which is a little more hierarchical. Well, and I think what's interesting is what what happens is that the aristocracy, right? That there's this tension in that in the Gossip Girl model, the aristocracy just opt, opted out of college in part for that reason, either explicitly or implicitly, right? And so there's constantly this battle that that is that is um, you know, encapsulated in that conversation between Nelly Yuki um, and Dan about you know that you'll never be one of them. Like, why do you keep wanting to get inside? And, and you should just kind of take it down. Get you know, take what take what's yours and and remake the system, right? And because that there is this constant. You know, there's there there's this there's this this tension between you know you, you know potentially Nelly Yuki wanted to go to Yale to be able to to you know continue to be in the inside um, you know discovered these multivalent sources of power and yet you know, I don't know that she believes what she's saying necessarily um, and I don't I, I hope she, I hope she comes back and, and stays around I thought it was an interesting character to to reintroduce and it an is yeah form. I mean it's uh, right how how uh, anti-establishment can you be when you are writing for women's wear daily Right, um, and why is why is so? I, why is women's wear daily um, important? Like, well, I, I, I don't it's know a, a huge, lot. Oh, for fashion, it's a huge kind of trade magazine. It's sort of like Variety for the entertainment industry. I see. And, I and see. Because the the and it covers not actually not just the level that that Blair is supposedly playing at, which is the kind of the haute couture, uh, you know, very high end fashion level. It covers it down to like ready to wear and down to like mass market. Um, stuff because it is just such uh, an economic powerhouse that that industry right like selling clothes and things yeah. uh, to women yeah. and so it's yeah, important. Yeah. It's, it's the important. it's the whole it's the whole. I mean, I know we've talked about this. I believe we must have talked about this um, before, but it's like that that scene in um, the Devil Wears Prada, um, in right, which exactly. in, in which uh, uh, Meryl Streep uh, explains to Anne Hathaway about how that. 
color of blue that she's wearing in her dowdy little um, cardigan is a, is a result uh, of the downstream implications of the choice that that her uh, that uh, that the Anna Wintour uh, character made months months year months or years, years before. yeah years ago yeah. that is to say you're you're wearing that because I picked it out for you three years ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, like, that's, like, up there with anything, like, it's, like, Devil Wears Prada, um, The Wire, and, um, and Syriana are the three things that you need to watch to understand, like, a structural approach to, um, social, (laughs) to social systems. Oh, Ryan, we should... We should sell that as a as a product and overthinking it. We as should a like create. <laughs> we should create a cla- like a like a little online class where we watch those three. Uh, th- I mean, you couldn't watch all of the Wire. Maybe you'd need to uh, pick an episode of the Wire. Oh, but sure. But, but we could we could do we could do Devil Wears Prada and Syriana because I'm sure they've never been paired. Um, <laughs> before uh and 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 so yeah we maybe we can do a at least start with a um a a overview two pack um uh, of of those two um you know co co with a co-branding a, a tft co-branding um <laughs> and 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 kind of think about that as as this view of of structure um so that's that's very interesting so um because i don't yeah i didn't know women's wear daily and it's it's i mean that seems very interesting i don't know a lot about the history of the publication because it sounds to me like it has come to fill um a niche because like the title of it is deceptive because it's not really about you know it, it sounds a little bit i mean is it is it i guess i assume it's, it's still a daily um or is it not even a daily no i think it's um, a daily uh i think it's a daily still i'm sure it's gone more online right like everything has right but is there something about like women's wear daily sounds in my mind, like women's wear sounds very is a very antiquated way of describing this, and I imagine it's a quite old publication. Yeah, it's kind of I think it's like Variety in the sense that it's like hundreds and hundreds of years old. But why? Right, why? Right. Yes, and, they have the internet, right? And 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 but I imagine that these are things that started. Um, you know, in some ways, this is really interesting. Is that women's wear daily and Variety? You know, are to these. So I'm, I'm trying out an analogy here. Is that women's wear daily or, or variety are to um, their respective industries as Gossip Girl is to the Upper East Side, right? That is the the, the trade magazine, and and it's and, and there are things that that probably you know these are these technologies that create common knowledge um, within this certain sphere that like. Evolve because, like you know, Gossip Girl is also no longer a Gossip Girl, really. Um, and 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 it's this thing that starts about you know, you know, documenting the production of women's wear, um, but then expands beyond that to the entire industry. And as the industry grows, this um, this, this institution is still plugged into this, but seems to successfully grow and adapt. And I think that that's what we see, um, you know, with Gossip Girl. You know the 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 Gossip Girl website itself, um, and and I think what's really interesting, and and maybe this can tie back into the other theme that I wanted to talk about uh, in terms of adulthood and the passage of time, is this very interesting thing that um, the daughter uh, says at the very end of the episode, um, which is that oh no one reads no one reads Gossip Girl anymore. Right. Um, that's that's for old people. But then that's that's immediately undermined by. 
what her peers say. They, you know, I read on Gossip Girl. We read on Gossip Girl that uh, Serena Vanderwoodson's dating your dad. Yeah. Um, and and I think there's a lot that's that's going on there. Um, you know, about so I think there's a few things in that scene. One is about this, you know, relevance and and how different um, generations engage with with media and these cycles of relevance and irrelevance. I think there's a possibility. I mean, I think that this will get – this will be gossip girled, but I think that there's – we're getting set up to start to believe that that girl is gossip girl um, and 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 or, and or at least in the kind of dread – and it comes – returns to a kind of the dread pirate Roberts uh, hypothesis for the identity of gossip girl that huh. it is based on um, because and, – and why I say that that um, – that that I think that that girl could be Gossip Girl is that she shows in that when you in the first episode where you see her showing up, it's one of these things where she really like shows up right after Nate is um, like sending G chat um, messages with uh, with Gossip Girl um, and seems to like know quite a lot about. Um, what you know, Nate's interactions with Gossip Girl seems to be quite interested in, and and there is some amount of knowingness in the Gossip Girl narration um, in that very closing scene that almost that like the way that it's shot. If you like look at this very last scene of, of um, episode two, um, that that the way in which they they do a tight pan on that on that character's uh, face as it's, as the Gossip Girl um, monologue goes on is that it almost feels like an internal monologue. Um, and, and, and again, I think that it's going to be deceptive. I don't actually think that it is Gossip Girl, but I, I would be, you know, again, if we were doing a Gossip Girl uh, futures market, um, one thing that I would start buying uh, is, is, the, um, is, is, is a plot line about her being Gossip Girl or her being suspected of being Gossip Girl. Sure. Um, and, yeah, I mean, and, we, we've talked a little bit about Gossip Girl as like a social function that, right, like the, more than an actual, more than an actual character. But it's it's funny. It's like a social function that Serena can't fill, uh, right? Well, she was for a time, though, right? Um, I mean, I, I think that's an interesting, um, you know, I, you know, if one forgets how that was left, but she was um, she was Gossip Girl for a time, and in part, it was taken from her, right? Some have Gossip Girl taken from them, and some achieve Gossip Girlness. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, but I think that when I think that part of what that's, I mean, I think what's interesting. I, mean, I guess it'll, it'll be more clear when we know the um, identity of Gossip Girl. But in some ways, one case for this this new character being Gossip Girl, or one thing that's interesting, is this generational shift, right? And so one of the the other things that this this episode was very focused on thematically was was generations and and the kind of um, passing of things on from one generation to the next, and, and yet and also a kind of at the same time a sort of mixing right of the generations and a kind of a kind of generational confusion that has to do with Serena and uh, that, which is something that Gossip Girl has dabbled in before, right? Which has something to do with Serena and. Um, uh, her and Vitaman has something to do with Rufus and Chivy, right? Uh, has something to do with and what is the name of the new character? Do we know? Um... You know, we do. I can look it up on the internet, but her, right? Um, 
her? Yeah, that that uh, Nate and her, his uh, his jailbait. Though she's she's looked it up. It's not uh, Sage. Sage, right? <laughs> Are you going to Scarborough Fair? Nate is. Uh, <laughs> can't wait till he bones parsley. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that yeah. That's a hippie girl. Uh, exactly. Met. Um, by the way, Sage. Uh, the the um the actress Sophia Black Delia, uh a um a veteran of US skins. Right. Right. I, I so um that's, that's I hope it becomes a, a, a crossover. Um it, like we start getting all of the worlds. I mean, that, that be, that's really one of the, the, the real dreams. I think that's that's like I mean, I guess I'm saying like this is like in my in my when I when I go to sleep at night, all of the, all of the shows, all of the characters live in the same universe. And like, you know, uh you know, Jason Street is throwing touchdown passes to, to Tony who then gets hit by a, a bus. Right. Um, and and so you know one one wishes that these are all in the same continuity. When but we, good. Well, when we do our crossover fanfic, you know, <laughs> right? Um, this is our crossover fanfic. <laughs> uh, who, are, who are we kidding? No, but I, I think let's. Uh, so yeah, I think this this idea of the the and speaking of you know back- passing on, passing on and generation, but also kind of generational confusion yeah. and kind of mixing mixing up the generations and and what it means to sort of what it means to be uh, a grown up, right? Like. Right, exactly, and I think that that's I mean, you know, and as we were saying that, um, made me think a bit of Friday Night Lights as well. Of of, and I know one of in our, some of our la- most recent um, Friday Night Lights episodes, um, thinking about adulthood and and how do you when when do you become an adult and and you know the the luxuries of being a a effing teenager right um and things that force you to stop being that and i think that god's world adopted a similar type of um you know that it's it's out i mean in some ways you never in in this world and maybe this gets back you know to this passage of time relates to this there's this time space dimension to what's going on and let me kind of explain what i mean right so one thing that we were talking about is this dimension of being inside and outside um right and this is part of this um nelly yuki and dan conversation about the you know being a smart loser versus being one of them um and and then there's this dimension of when you are in the inside it's that that you know time passes um, and people move through generational cohorts, but that is actually less important than playing certain social rules. And people move back and forth. That they're, they're all teen- teenagers of various sorts, and that 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 the the relationships are so. On the one hand, that there is hierarchy. But the hierarchy is much more between those who are on the inside and those who are not versus, you know, that there is, you know, parental authority is frequently undermined and challenged. Um, the, the, the appropriateness of, you know, the, this is not a, you know, this is very much not a um, – Messiah, you know, uh, we've talked a, a bit in our context of our work on um, our work, our East <laughs> East African cattle pastoralists. This is not a gerontocracy, right? Um, and and that there are lots of 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 crossing these 
boundaries um, and that it's much more um, fluid and situational and so that you know right now at the end of this episode Serena is in a more parental role um, vis-a-vis um, vis-a-vis uh, Parsley um, <laughs> Rosemary um, and yeah, Parsley, Sage, Rosemary and the passage of time um, and 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 yet that is you know that doesn't make us feel like oh this is going to change the way that Serena behaves because um you know Lily is a is a mother and behaves very much in the same way um uh, throughout throughout the show right and 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 we do also have though you know this I, I think that as time goes on you add certain tools to your repertoire um but you don't necessarily lose the other ones and and what i i mean by that is uh, there is this one interesting interaction between serena and lily um in which uh serena there it's before the party um and serena and they're talking about the party and serena goes well i don't know um i think um was it is steven the is vitaman i think vitaman is cheating on me and um and lily says well you know this is what adults do you know you just you know you just show up and you and you ignore it uh and the show must go on right and and, and so this is a, a you know another tool and this is not really like all that adults do it's just a way that it's another form of passive aggression that can be used to play out these various types of power plays it's right, not sure. that, that you act like an adult you that you forgive and forget it's that you acting like nothing is wrong is a way in which you can then um strategically like gather and not reveal information so as to um, consolidate uh, advantages vis-a-vis other people. Um, and so, so that, you know, being an adult is just about, um, you know, uh, having certain skills and experience um, and, and that is, you know, that, that there, the battle lines are not fluid um, because uh, being able to being able to sort of delay gratification, yes, but delay gratification uh, for precisely the same gratifications you wanted, uh, you know, as a fucking teenager. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and 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 it's 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 unclear who has the the upper hand. You know that that um, it, you see there is certain amounts of generational conflict as well, and I think we'll see that uh, with 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 Sage's character. Um, as well and so it's it's cool because she really is now being positioned um and i think that that's also it's telling right is that even though she's within God, serena why do you keep making me come back for my curfew when you were my age you were boning nate in a right you know exactly. were, so i want to i want to bone nate in a bar stool in oyster bar you know right right, like, right exactly in michael jordan's steakhouse <laughs> <laughs> um, in the Apple Store, right now, now there's an Apple Store in Grand Central. Oh, right, yeah. Which is not quite the same. Boning in the Apple Store is not quite the same as boning in Michael Jordan's Steakhouse yeah, in the Oyster Bar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, one would one would imagine. Um, and and so, 
yeah, so I think that that's it's very interesting because there, there, I think it will be set up as as three generations, even though in any kind of human generation uh, time, you know that they, they, you know Serena and uh, Sage are very much of the same um, is the same generation. Well, yeah, that's uh, I mean, right? Like that that's that's interesting notionally, isn't it? Right? That that and that goes to like the bright line theory of turning eighteen, uh, which is which is that you know Serena, Nate, and Vitaman all belong all belong to the same cohort and everyone uh everyone under 18 sort of belongs to the same the same yeah. cohort like the but the sage makes that point when she says you know the the age differential right between Nate and me is is less than between uh you and um who Elizabeth Hurley, right? Or right, uh, right, right, right. or the or, one between Serena and my dad or the one between between Chivy and Rufus for that matter. Uh, Chufus, <laughs> um, and the mole rat with two backs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think this actually leads me back to like another thing that um, we were talking about. I think another element about the passage of time here relates to and uh, maybe another thing that I uh, one of the lines, the first line in this uh, episode that made me reach for my pen and and mm-hmm. uh, uh, a post it note is uh, revenge is a dish best served serialized. Um, and I think there's a lot, there's a lot here, and and we can spin out to some back to some of the other um, topics. But I think that in terms of serialization, and I think there's something interesting about the nature. We've talked a lot on this uh, on this podcast about um, about the nature of the serialization in Gossip Girl, and it's 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 been a, a, you know one of the first things that we kind of hashed out um, in terms of where you know the strengths and weaknesses of the show. And, you know, we find that there's often this kind of, you know, medium level of serialization in sure. Gossip Girl, that things, you know, last for, um, things last for three to six episodes. Um, and then, and, 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 and there is a, and different plot arcs start and finish within these, runs and that's how a season gets um cobbled together rather than these large season long arcs or multi-season arcs that that blend together um really nicely in uh, in some of these l- other serialized uh fictions that um that that we that we that we might talk about um and uh and 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 I think that that in some ways that blurring of like you know, not there being a either a purely episodic uh, and a bright line between individual episodes, um, but uh, also uh, it, it, in some ways is very similar to this this type of episodic this me- mid range mezzo level episodic relation uh, between uh, between generations in a way right and so that the, the, you have the same kind of like medium level of serialization in in social cohorts and relations as you do in in uh episodes as well sure. yeah um and and so i think that that's and, and so in some ways again this was like very um you know self-aware it showed a um you know again in the way that we said that gossip girl um mentioned you know this might be my last season i think that you know this idea 
of really thinking about the serialization, right? And and uh, and this came up, I think, in two other ways in this episode. One was, you know, that line was uttered by Georgina um, in in terms of the publication strategy sure. of um, for for Dan's expose, and and rather than going for a book publisher, you know, in some ways going back to the old school, capturing that Dickensian aspect um, of of a of serialized uh, publication, uh, and 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 then. Similarly, um, that actually foreshadowed, um, you know, the the return of Nellie Yuki and and her role as uh, in, in in the magazine industry, right? And and her dishing out re- revenge in her own serial medium, right? And 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 I think this all interacts with even what we were discussing with uh, respect to women's wear daily and variety that you know. The, the relevance or irrelevance of magazines as well and how they fit in a media life cycle. So there's like a lot of these 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 themes around the passage of time and and the serialization you know, the ways in which time is um, parceled up that I think that are, are are really like an interesting the kind of a- apex of this of this episode. Yeah, I, you know, it makes me think of something that I wanted to say earlier uh, earlier in our conversation now, um, which has to do with the the relationship between like variety in the entertainment industry or Women's Wear Daily and the the uh, fashion industry, the clothing industry, or the um, or Gossip Girl and the Upper East Side. And I th- I mean I think that you're right in that it's a kind of niche publication kind of catering to the very people it covers right, right. and that's right. that's the thing but i think that there's something um i think that there's something different different about it like magazine what is the magazine-ness of magazine right like magazine is hmm. you know i don't know what like a uh before it's a um before it's a uh, uh, what a pu- kind of publication, it's a uh, what a case of of ammunition, right? Or like a storehouse, right. a storehouse of powder. And the idea is that it's kind of more than one thing in uh, like in a case together. A, a magazine has an issue, uh, and now I'm moving to like a published magazine, right? Like it has an it has a um, a magazine is a magazine of stories, not just an individual story, right? Not a, mm-hmm. not a letter, not a newsletter, but a news magazine um, because they're sort of they're they're collected together. And the the thing that's different, I think, I think there's something different about that with blogs. Right, which are not, which are newsletters. I mean, of of various different kinds of frequencies uh, and variable frequencies sometimes. But that, like the the idea that like many voices collected together in a magazine versus one voice kind of parceled out in time, serialized uh, in a blog, Mm. right. Mm. Is that's Mm. the, I think that's the, the, the difference. And I would, I had wanted to point that out a little bit before, um, when when we were talking about women's wear daily, so right, so okay. that's really interesting. So but I just want I just want to dwell on that for a second okay. before we we move on because I think that I mean that, so that in that way, hmm. So I'm just trying to think about the, how that then relates to a newspaper, right? And, and I mean, I'm, in terms of just thinking conceptually about what is a magazine, and you know, are are magazines and newspapers then more alike? In that, uh, in terms of this many voices space, or is because you have a because in some ways, you know, so I, I'm thinking about like 
or would you because like in terms of this distinction that you were drawing between a magazine and a blog i mean there are blogs that are that have this multiple um, sure i mean overthinking uh, it is one right sure, but i sure, think more, that we, yeah. like well i, I guess i guess i think what it is 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 that there are probably multiple uh, in order to really kind of you know, um, to, to, to think about this conceptual space, there needs to be another, at least one other dimension. Um, that, so it's not just the, the number of voices, but there may be something about whether it is the either the frequency of publication or the like unity of voices like the in, in those voices the amount of of diversity there's something there's some other dimension that is needed in order to array these various types of sure of, like of, overthinking it for example relatively low diversity though there are a large number of voices uh you know relative to like single author blogs right that right. is to say everyone comes from uh, you know a similar kind of background uh in fact we all went to school together the the at least the original people who started overthinking it you know um so uh, right well i don't know about the relationship to the, the relationship i was were thinking about was the relationship between that and and revenge right like it's really impossible mm-hmm. for a magazine to take revenge because it's it's multivocal you know because there are too many people in it but like a uh, a a blog can take revenge because you assume uh that it what that it reflects a, uh, a single person's um, point of view, you know, or that there's, you know what I mean? There's a unity of, of point of view. And in order to take, in order to take revenge, um, the, there needs to be kind of an agent taking the revenge, you know? But I think that, that I mean, this getting back to what we were discussing earlier with um, like devil wears Prada and, and, you know, the actual, um, you know, what it's uh, actually based on, on, on Anna Wintour and, and Vogue. I mean, there is a variety within the magazine, within the publishing world, there are a lot of kind of like strongly, um, you know, helmed magazines that are very much the voice um, of, of, of an, of, of a strong editor. And even though there are, you know, both, uh, you know, principal agent relationships that go upward to some you know board to which the editor is accountable and downward to the people that exercise this voice i mean i I could imagine it's not hard to imagine a magazine taking revenge right of you know i mean because like you know if, if by the, the say that the difference is single author versus multi author then that would imply that a state cannot take revenge because um it is a plurality of interest groups and citizens <laughs> um but 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 we 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 can speak of 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 states taking revenge all the time um, because well, sure. there are I mean, but, there's authorization for um, you know action right we're kind of, I mean we're kind of talking about the the possibility of a corporate person right exactly uh, yeah uh, in, in a way yeah and by, and by uh, corporate I don't just mean like ink corporate incorporated business entities you know what I mean I mean a no corporate- but, no no about like a a a something. A, a, a social actor comprised of multiple individuals, right? Of, of, and then so, like aggregations of of multiple preferences into some kind of like self. Yes. Um, no, I think that that's. Uh, I think. I think. Yeah. And so, so, but I think so. Then at least part of what the magazine ness 
um, and again, as as I now am looking at the Wikipedia page, um, you know that the the synonyms for magazines are periodicals, glossies, or serials. Uh-huh. Um, and and I think that I mean, glossies is interesting because it's saying that part of what makes a magazine is the the way the you know that distinguishes it from newspaper is the the just what it is, uh, is published on, which I don't think is exactly um, true, but I think it is. It gets back to like something about the frequency of publication um and and i think that and again maybe maybe this is a false distinction but you know at a certain point i would uh, you know um you know a, a distinction um in the history of media between magazines and newspapers was you know in some ways the difference in frequency and how that interacted with content was in part i imagine driven by the type of paper it was printed on right that it was, took longer to print on in in color um i don't know um but I, I, again i don't know when that um when that emerged um or if that is the right way of um the right way of thinking about it um but i don't know i think it is important because i think magazines were really um really really central in in this episode i mean and it's appeared in in the past as well right with um when blair was what at w magazine i believe right um as as some type of editor um and so they they, and then nate uh you know i was thinking about this with like uh with nate at the the spectator right like and it's it's um i was actually thinking about this with variety too i mean like the the variety actually just got sold um and the guy who who bought it uh, owns the the sort of no holds barred uh, entertainment industry website, which is called Deadline, right? Which is run by a woman named Nikki Fink, who has sort of built this this uh, blogging journalism uh, Hollywood cover like showbiz covering empire um, by like being being sort of nimble, being online, uh, you know, and doing a lot of the things that the the, the magazine couldn't do because of a lot of Oh, I don't know. A lot of commitments that they had, and a lot of kind of baggage that comes along with being a physical, producing a physical artifact every day. Um, and uh, right, so so I would say that like Nikki Fink is sort of the gossip girl uh, analog in the entertainment industry, whereas right. you know, uh, whereas there are things that are maybe more like the Spectator, but the Spectator I think is trying to have its cake and eat it too. Uh, uh, in to a certain extent, right? Because it aspires to the um, to the like the, the the voice of journalistic legitimacy, and I mean, I think that like in Gossip Girl, journalism is a class. You know what I mean? It's a set of it, it's a class that you can take where you have to learn something that is journalism. It's a body of knowledge. It's a set right, of right. it's a right. set of standards. And I think maybe that that's the difference between a newspaper that like, with the exception of the editorial board or some like lifestyle stuff. Um, the, the expectation is that a newspaper kind of speaks in this, this, you know, American journalistic voice, which is a relatively recent phenomenon in, right. in the history of like news reporting or news sharing. Um, but that like that it's going to be univocal in the sense that like there, the, it will adhere to a set of, 
uh, known principles that, you know, are the subject of classes and schools and, and, you know, are kind of aspirational and that you have to go and like get an A in the class, you know, to be good at this, uh, to be good at this thing. It seems like Nate is kind of straddling, straddling both worlds that like he, he is in the world of Gossip Girl, which is the world of kind of surveillance of personal voice of like, uh, personal motivations, uh, of retribution and is also kind of in the world of journalism, which is like the world of corporate voice and, um, and, uh, uh, and of like legitimacy and, you know, the chance, the chance at respect and something like funding, right? You can't imagine Gossip Girl having investors that she's responsible to. No, right. Exactly. Um, I think that that's I think that that is true. Um although I think that we've talked about this before that there still are accountability relationships, right? That there are certain things that are expected of Gossip Girl. Um and and that um and 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 certain things that you know and I think this was explored last season when uh, first Georgina and then um Serena were were Gossip Girl right and uh and 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 there were you know it's, it wasn't free reign to to just do whatever you wanted i mean in part because of the the certain roles that the 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 blog had uh, um grown to fill um and so that that like made it not um like they i guess this is in part because they were not gossip girl uh, but they were right, like, and, and so that it, once that role is inhabited, um, there's there's less space to to take that. You know, there, there's still a bit of lock in to that um, that individual voice, even even though that is like you know, even though it is individual, it's 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 not um, it's not un, unconstrained. Right, um, and and I think even Gossip Girl herself has a reputation, and has um, and and has an audience, and so has to to respect that, or will have nothing, right? Um, and and so has to has to respond to that. Um, and we too have an audience that we must respect, or we will have. <laughs> oh, I wanted to talk about vitamins a little bit. Can I? Let's can talk I get about vitamins? Can I get in oh, two minutes you saw on me the rip cord? And you know, now I have to stuff the the um the. I have Frantically, to stuff, while stuff. we're yeah, while we're falling at our terminal velocity towards. Yeah, uh, but I'll, I'll just I'll just briefly clutch the parachute for just a few more moments. Um, while I, talk about oh, th- this thing I wanted to, to talk about with with vitamins has to do with corporeality, right? Like the the idea of of bodies uh except insofar as they are boning um is not like the the limitations of the body is not really present in gossip girl in the same way that it's present in a show like friday night lights where things like injury or like getting beat up you know where the the kind of the toll that um social interactions can take on the body or you know social projects like football uh can take on the body is i don't know uh, i mean I, dan humphrey's hair is, is an interesting <laughs> counter example i have to say um his with his he's now rocking the uh what what cognac and I have come to call the gay pompadour, um, and and I mean it's it's amazing when they show the flashback scenes to to last season, and it's all like you know all around this this mane, and now it's 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 you know it looks like Edward Scissor's hands yeah. got to take a crack at him. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and so, yeah, the gay topiary yeah. uh, pompadour, but um, but the idea of the idea of vitamins, and I mean, I, I want to make two points about it, and then then we can wrap. One one is that like it addresses corporeality, and that like it's a substance that you put in your body. It, it doesn't help you socially, you know what I mean? It's a substance that you put in your body for the benefit of your body, and I think that might be. I mean, I think that the the connection with like health and well being uh, is probably has to do with like the symbolic function of this guy as like being a rehabilitation for Serena or at least um, an attempted an attempt at rehabilitation um, but the, the I, I think that there's also something else the other thing that I associated with vitamins was kind of also you know even though he I guess is allegedly has a New York connection it made me think of immediately made me think of um, of, of your side of the country um, uh, for some reason I don't know why that is um, because but, uh, well here's what I mean here's why I think because it has to do with youth right that is to say mm. vitamins are something that you do to like slow down aging or to like make mm-hmm. aging's toll less uh less pronounced to recover um some youth or some qualities of of youth and healthfulness uh you know as you as you age like health being one of the qualities of youth i suppose and decrepitude one of the qualities of old age and uh you know so like moving from decrepitude to youth which i speaks to the the theme of kind of generational confusion that we were talking about exactly Um, like this is this is a guy whose whose business is selling people at least the fantasy of a kind of arrested development that is you can you can sort of stop you know at the age you are and like move move backwards a little bit so no, you right. know, no, no wonder he's boning someone who is more or less his daughter's age peer. Right, right, and 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 in some ways that also is you know the CW network, um, and sure. it is and it is it is the, the whole show is itself is vitamins, right, and and um, and is is creating this this perpetual youth um, that uh, you know that 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 stays this way, and and so it, it's just like this. I think that's a really nice read that these things all stack up, right, and so and that's the thing is that even though. Um, a gossip girl will end at the end of the season. You know they won't die. <laughs> um, even if it is, even if if they do something awesome and they all die at the end, they don't die. Like no one ever really dies in Gossip Girl. Um, and uh, you know, uh, at this point, start to um, you know, uh, let us you know serve our d- dish uh, of revenge. Uh, serialized uh, and, and join join in the conversation uh, as we as we reignite our episodes. I think again our next um, gospel girl episode will come in two weeks, uh, and, we'll, and you know t- uh, what we'll do next week is um, you know to be announced. But in the meantime, um, drop us a line uh, TFT Podcast uh, at overthinkingit.com. Um, follow us on on Twitter uh, at uh, at TFT Podcast. Uh, we'll be getting some you know uh, generally the viewing schedule is not. Synced up with the live. Uh, yeah, we're, we're watching it on the CW app. Yeah, we're watching it on the CW or on the Waffles. So we will get um, several day old uh, Gossip Girl tweets whenever they come through. Um, 
following the the uh the hashtag convention created by cognac so it may be anywhere way from one one day old to six day old gossip girl tweets <laughs> um and and we'll send them out there um and of course you know um send us some text messages uh 203-285-285-6401 that's yep. 20 fat jog 01 um and uh you know and then chime in on the show notes on overthinking it.com uh, these are all the ways to to reignite this um and so so let us know, um, you know, really what you think about these first two episodes, um, uh, how you feel on both this this bittersweet Gossip Girl uh, New Year, um, and and what else, what other pieces we should uh, start to to consider as we um, look forward to a future uh, with no Gossip Girl um, and and a year in which we're alternating. Uh, we'll probably bring back some more Friday Night Lights, um, but we'll, we're also interested in pursuing foundational uh, pieces of, of TFT media. So um, just let us know in, in any of uh, the, the comments and we'll start throwing them into the mix. Um, but in the meanwhile, in the meantime, we are here where we belong. Um, you know, we, like Serena, have returned to the Upper East Side and are re-entering society as adults with a lovely um, garden party for the uh, Central Park Conservancy. Uh, we are, as always, um, engaged in large-scale intrigue with our distant um, and miraculously returned-to-life fathers. We are uh, boning the the uh, 17-year-old daughters of the uh, of the fathers that we're uh, also of boning boyfriends of the of the sisters of the cousins of the of the uh, of, of of the Serenas, and most of all, we are discussing these. these. Fucking teenagers. teenagers.